Chelsea. Hello, Taryn. How are you doing? Oh, you know, living my best life. This is take two of our recording. We tried to record <laughs> yesterday and it didn't really work. So here we are. <laughs> well, you know, we just, we wanted to have the time and energy to de- dedicate to it that it deserves. That's all. 100%. And I'm really glad that we did because I started listening to the audiobook of the second book of this duology. And I feel mm-hmm. like it got me hyped again. Not that I wasn't hyped to talk about it, but it reminded me of things and I was like, oh yes, I did enjoy Oh yes. <laughs> so good. Well, Taryn, how has your week been? It's been a little insane. I've had a lot of homework. Um, my dad was in town and had a surgery and so I had to take Thursday off to take care of him after that. Um... I had more energy to clean my sister's kitchen than my own kitchen yesterday. So that was fun. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So I just, tomorrow, I have tomorrow off. We're recording this on Sunday. So I have Labor Day off. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Me too. (laughs) I know. You're doing fun things. I'm doing homework all day. All day. That's all. That's literally all I have planned tomorrow other than maybe Andrew. Andrew and I are going to go get lunch at one of my favorite lunch places in downtown Mesa. If you live in Mesa, Mm -hmm. go to Worth Takeaway. I'm going to take you the next time you're here, Chelsea. Okay. It's this hipster little place on Main Street. Um, It's closer to Country Club than it is to like Center Street. But it is... Their chicken sandwich is to die for. Their their house ranch, too. Mm, I'm, like, drooling thinking about it. So Andrew was like, hey, do you want to go to Worth Takeaway tomorrow? And I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, we could go anywhere, somewhere. I'm like, no, there's no other options. You said Worth Takeaway, and that's where we're going now. Wow. I'm so jealous. that's my day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Just hours of homework and a chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Excited for tomorrow to have the day off. I don't get a ton of holidays off at my job, so I'm very excited. No, you don't. <laughs> um, but this last weekend, a bunch of Coleman's old roommates were in town, and so we hosted a game night Saturday night, and it was it was super fun. We like picked up a bunch of pizzas and had snacks and played games, but. Everyone left at like midnight, so Coleman and I like cleaned up and went to bed at twelve thirty. And we were like laying in bed, and I was like, "Remember when we used to do this every single night in college?" Oh and gosh. like thought it was fun and fine and not a big deal. And I was <laughs> dying. Like the last like round or two of games, I could I was I was kind of a little grouchy. I feel bad. I was really picking on my friend Daniel. So Daniel, if you're listening, I'm so sorry, but. <laughs> I was just like, I'm so tired and I want to go to bed. But because I was hosting, I didn't want to be like, hey, we only see, yeah, like we only see you guys like once every two years ish. I was like, I should probably not kick them out early, but also I wanted to sleep so bad. (laughs) I and we're hosting the barbecue tomorrow too, so I'm like, oh "Oh, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, I had friends over last night. My friend Caleb. And his fiance, uh, Alyssa. Chelsea They're was so there when nice. they told me they were getting married, and I cried. Like, They're so cute. I cried, guys. So we had them over for games last night, 
Um, and they're doing great. Just an update for you, Chelsea. They found an apartment in downtown Mesa. And they're very excited. They get married on November 5th. I'm so excited. Um, Anyway, we had them over to play games. We played Smash Up. And some Mario Kart. And we played a couple uh, Jackbox games. And it's kind of hard with only four people because... For some of the ones with voting, like it very much was yeah. like I voted for my husband, Andrew voted for me, and then they accidentally voted for each other too. <laughs> it was very fun. You're like, okay. Yeah. And Caleb invited me to be a part of a new DD campaign that he's going to do. And I've just accepted that this is who I am now. <laughs> that I never thought that it would be a part of my life, but it's just been so fun to write stories and I've really enjoyed it. So his idea for this campaign is he's created this world and I won't go into great detail so nobody steals his ideas. Just kidding. Um, but we're <laughs> going to start, we're doing like, what we're going to do two sessions with these characters that we're not going to stay with them. It's just we're, we're working in this castle so that we can kind of get a sense of the world. And then... Our real characters that we'll play are two teenagers from now that get, like, transported to this magical world. And once they get there... So they're they're going to live my dream. Yes, so they're going to live all of our dreams. (laughs) So my first character, he was like, yeah, just pick any job that would be in a castle. You can be a maid, you can be a soldier, like, literally whatever you want. (laughs) I paused... And then I looked at him, I was like, I would like to be the resident ghost. And he's like, excuse me? I'm like, I want to be the resident ghost. You heard me correctly. And he was like, what is wrong with you? I love it. Yes. (laughs) Alrighty. So for two sessions, I'm going to play the resident ghost just to cause problems. And I'm so excited. And That makes me so happy. (laughs) And then the other character... So it's just going to be me and Alyssa. Like, it's a pretty small group because we haven't been able to find anybody else to play. Um, I, I told I told Caleb you'd be willing to, like, zoom in. And he's like, I don't know. I just haven't played with a lot of, like, people on Zoom. So yeah, that's, it's fair. I'll it, talk to him as long as, like, we can if you don't feel like you're missing out because you're not there. We'll I do. I constantly feel like I'm missing out. So oh, yeah, because I do so much. You do yeah. some pretty. I cool hang out things. with people all the time. So okay. the characters from now that are going to be transported, Alyssa's character is going to be this like valley girl, and she's going to be a sorcerer, and she is like really really smart. And like, but she just kind of pretends to be dumb. And then my character is gonna be this emo kid who <laughs> just wears like a Green Day shirt every day and like has a save the whales pin on her shirt. And she's going to be um she's gonna be a ranger, but she definitely yes. thinks that she definitely thinks that animals should have more rights than people, and so I've made it so I can have an animal, like, like I'm going to have like, a wolf. 
yeah, it's not a familiar because I'm going to do, what did he call it? I don't actually know much about any of this. Um, I'm going to be a, it's called a beast master ranger. So I'm like extra connected to wow. nature. And so I get a little, I get a pet. And That's you have story. a pet wolf. Okay. Yeah. Or something. I haven't decided, but I was just like, yes, because this girl definitely was forced to go to a summer camp and hated it, but was oddly good at archery. And so that's the only thing that she feels like she's good at once she gets into this magical world. She's like, sure, I'll take that weapon. Anyway, that was not the point of me bringing up Caleb and Alyssa coming over last night. My point was they left at 10 and I was exhausted. (laughs) Like I was so like tired. I'm ready for bed, but then I stayed up for an hour and did more homework. Look at me go! You're so much discipline. I'm so impressed with you. I really, I missed. There were there were a bunch of random things that happened this week that I wasn't actually able to get as much homework done as I wanted to. But that's what tomorrow's for. I'm going to just study all day. I have. I'm basically one chapter behind. So if I can read a whole chapter tomorrow. And do what I need to do tomorrow, then I will be caught up. Okay. That's my plan. Cool. So you can hold me to that. Cool. Perfect. Anyway, should we get into our review today, Taryn? Yes. I feel like I actually had... I had something pertinent. Oh, I wanted to talk about this. Um, so Chelsea and I are doing a project. Project? Should we, could we call it a Project. I'll call sure, it a project, why, an adventure, an experience. We are calling it the Sisterhood of the Traveling Books. I'm we so have, excited. It's so fun. So we started technically September 1st, which I think I'm one of the only people that's actually started my book. Um, no, I, are, I had to put it on pause because I'm already like a fifth of the way through mine. <laughs> oh, no. So what we did was we have um, me, Chelsea, and four of our other Bookstagram friends. We have all picked a book that we want to read and annotate. I picked The Murder of of Roger Ackroyd by Agatha Christie. What book did you pick? Sing Me Forgotten. Uh, Sing Me Forgotten by Jessica Olson. Beautiful. And so what we're going to do is we're going to annotate our book. We have one month to read it, and then we have to mail it to the next person. So it's me, Chelsea, Mad from Reading Rainbow, Cass from Fictional Cass, Sarah from A Bookish Beginning, and Jody from... At Jody Reads. I'm pretty sure. Great. If you aren't following any of those people, go follow them. But I'm really excited. I think it's going to be fun. Um, We just texted today and we just decided we're going to do like a, a podcast recap. So after the end of the six months of everybody's had a chance to get the book, we'll ship the book back to the original person and we're going to have all of them on and we're going to talk about this experience. And I'm so excited. I am just, I'm getting way too into it. Like I, I'm not going to lie to you. I have started putting together a, uh, like Spotify playlist that (sighs) I'm going to put in the front. And oh my gosh. I, I bought, it. this is part of why I bought um, like a wax seal and I'm going to write a little note to everybody and put a little seal on it that'll get shipped with the book. I'm getting like way too into this. It makes me so happy, guys. I <laughs> love that so much. I was already planning on, I'm, 
I'm assigned in our rotation, I'm shipping to Cass. And I already text her. I'm like, oh, you know there's going to be way more in this box than just that book, than right? just that book. <laughs> Don't be insane. Not happening. So if that sounds fun, do it. Find some friends and just pick a few books and just we're doing one month with each book. The book has to be shipped by the 30th to the next person. And then in the end, we'll get a book back with five other people's comments on it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I've like been <sighs> highlighting. I started it today and I've been like underlining all of the lines that I think are clues. And I have a separate page where I've been writing down everybody's names and all of the suspects <laughs> so far. The murder, the real murder of the story hasn't even happened. And I'm like, this is all pertinent information. This is what I've been putting together. <laughs> yeah. I, murder board. I, I sound fan- fancier than I am when I said I was putting together a Spotify playlist. Really, it's mostly just straight up the soundtrack to Phantom of the Opera because I love it. It's, it's, it's a it? Phantom of the Opera retelling. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a gender-swapped fantasy Phantom of the Opera. and Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that one. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And the banter's on point. And honestly, trying to find something to write in this book that's not... I just freaking love this duo so much. But I just... Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it, but I just hit we'll the point where... We'll review it in six months, Chelsea. Yeah, it's good. It's good, guys. <laughs> So, anyway, Phantom of the Opera is my favorite Broadway play musical period of all time. I adore Andrew Lloyd Webber's interpretation of it, and it's fine. So, And we are going to read the actual book. The actual Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) You're not going to like it nearly as much as you like the musical, but it's okay. No, I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand. Oh, just I'll hear the soundtrack in my head and it's fine. Anyway, whatever. I'm really excited to hear your thoughts. Kate, Chelsea, what book are we reviewing today? Today we are reviewing Daughter of the Pirate King by Trisha Levenseller. It's a YA fantasy book and it has a 4.02 on Goodreads. Um, I think this is one of one of the first times that we've had like another book by the same author that we've reviewed we've done john green twice we've done yeah now we've done trisha levenseller you're right we have we've tried really hard not to do a lot of doubles because there's so many good books out there guys yeah oh chelsea i know this is not important it's a complete side note you guys okay arlem hawks listened to our episode from last (laughs) week i was Legit crying at work. Sorry, I know we already got into the book, but I was losing my mind in front of my students. I'm like, I cannot properly express to you the emotions I am feeling right now. Yeah. So just to be clear, last week we reviewed Beyond the Lavender Fields by Arlem Hawks. And we tagged her in our Instagram post. Because we loved it. We don't tag authors that we don't like. Yeah. And then we like messaged her like back and forth in the comments and then she went back and listened to our podcast and, and then DM'd us about this. <laughs> it took us six hours to respond because we're both like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we I'm say? What do we I'm do? I'm freaking out. I was like, I was at work. I was like jumping around. I was like, I feel like I just had an adrenaline dump and I don't know what to do with all of this <laughs> nervous energy because I'm so excited right now. Like, 
Anyway, it's fine. So anyway, fine. that's that's that. Our next goal is to get Trisha Levenseller to listen to one of our books because or one of our episodes because Chelsea's obsessed. I like love. I've really I've only read two of her books now. I'm finishing up three. But Chelsea is obsessed with Trisha Levenseller. I read all of her published works. So it's fine. But I, I like we'll tag her this week. Yeah, I like binged all of them and then I I I'm actually only like a third of the way through Master of Iron. Um but I'm I'm going to finish it this week, I think. So I just love her and she's amazing and that is all. That's all. Trish, be my friend. Also, <laughs> I don't know if she goes by Trish, but in my head she's Trish. So <laughs> good to know. Well, if she listens Trisha, let us know if you go by Trish. Let me know if you go by Trish. <laughs> anyway. So what's Daughter of the Pirate King about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Daughter of the Pirate King follows, uh, shockingly, the daughter of the Pirate King. The Pirate King. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, but her name's Elosa. And it opens with her on a ship staging her own kidnapping, basically. Um, and you meet the, um, what is it called? Like the, not the captain. What is writing? The first mate. Mm -hmm. The first mate is in charge of interrogating her. And so you get a lot of banter between Alosa and Raiden, who is like, it's just, it's so good. And it's this whole thing of she's on the ship with a mission that her dad gave her and Raiden doesn't know that he's all, we think we've kidnapped the daughter of the pirate King and it's going to be great. And it's just guys, the banter, the banter in this book is phenomenal. Also, Elosa as a main character is vibe. She's vibe <laughs> and I love her. So also the covers of these books. I really beautiful. like them. Flipping beautiful. So, there's that for you. Um, anything you want to add, Taryn? She has red hair, so I like her. Yes, obviously. Redheads unite. Not me, yes. but... I love Whatever. Her. Anytime. <laughs> I feel like I've read a lot of books recently with redheaded characters, and I'm all for it, guys. I know there's way more representation that needs to happen than just red <laughs> than hair. Redheads. But, but I... I really appreciate having beautiful redheaded characters. It makes me happy. And she's freaking kick butt. Yeah, this is the first book in a duology. So know that going in. It mm -hmm. it wraps up fairly nicely, but there it it very clearly is not like the end of a story. Yeah. Like there's very clearly going to be a second book and it's already released. Also phenomenal. Adore it. So be aware of that going into it. There is a sequel. What did you think of the plot? I gave the plot four out of five stars. I thought, I mean, pirates, plans, just such an amazing female MC. Um, is and I I feel like this is fairly true of a lot of Trish Levenseller's books, like. It's not anything totally groundbreaking, but it's just so much fun. Like, Trisha Levenseller knows how to write an engaging, fast-paced, entertaining story. And it really draws you in. 
So I gave the plot a four out of five. I thought it was unique enough that I, you know, it like it's it's its own story. I didn't feel like it was a copy and paste of another book, but it's just a good old classic pirate story. Enemies to lovers. Goodness gracious, I adored it. So, what about you, Taryn? I also gave it a four out of five. I. <clears throat> I know we mentioned that same comment when we reviewed Blade of Secrets with Megan from Musings Manifest, who we love. Megan, we love you. Um, And I agree, like, the books that I've read so far, because I've only read Blade of Secrets and Daughter of the Pirate King, and then I'm on the sequel right now. There isn't anything, like you said, that I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this before. But it's just so many of my favorite things in one story that, like you said, is fast-paced. There's good dialogue. I feel like I'm there. She's just a good author. And I was reading through a lot of the Goodreads, which I don't do very often because. They're usually too depressing. Yeah. Like, like are people okay? (laughs) Like, when I go in to read a YA, a YA pirate book, I'm not looking to be dazzled. You know what I mean? And like some people go on there like this was terrible. This was so boring. I'm like, what are you what book did you read? I don't know. It's just <laughs> weird. I thought the plot was great. I, I enjoyed it. Also, I want to be a bad A pirate. That's what I felt 100%. like. I literally texted Chelsea and was like, I don't have the desire to cosplay, but I want to be a Losa. Like I will dress up as a pirate. Give me the chance. I she will just is her. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think part of it is Trisha Levenseller does a fantastic job of taking a trope or like the skeletons of a story that we all know and are familiar with and just writing a fun, fleshed out story. It's just and fun. Can't we just read for fun, guys? Yeah, they're not crazy long. Like, oh. Let's see. The this audiobooks are like eight hours long. 300. 308 yeah. pages. So you're not getting like J.R.R. Tolkien world building here. Description of every tree that you pass by. Yeah. Like it. it is, it's a YA book. And, and I think a lot of times the negative reviews that they get are people who just don't know what to expect. And I feel like once you've read one Trisha Levenseller book... And know what to expect from her. You will adore all of her other novels. Because they're so... Like, she's just consistent. She's a consistently phenomenal writer. And that's why she has more published books than any of the people complaining about them. Snap. Snap. Snap, (laughs) guys. Okay, what about character development? Character development, I gave it another 4 out of 5. I thought that Alosa and Raiden, you really get to know them. You see, especially with Alosa, some very interesting development at the beginning of I don't give a crap about anyone to starting to like really acknowledge that she does care. You don't have too many supporting characters, I feel like, in this book. You kind of do. But her and Raiden just are the core of the story. They're phenomenal. 
I I would have liked to see a little bit more character development and some side characters, whether it be, you know, Draxon or Enwin and Kieran, who were also part of the crew that quote-unquote kidnaps her. And you do a little bit more in the second book, but I would have liked a little, a little bit more in this first book. But it's a duology. It's, and again, only 308 pages, so you only have so much time to develop so many characters. Mm-hmm. But I thought, I thought it was very well done. So I agree. I also gave it a four out of five stars. I do like to see Alosa's like walls kind of dropping, kind of. And I love her attitude of like, I'm still in charge. Like I cannot feel like I'm still in charge. Like I'm doing fine. I don't. I don't. Yeah, everything's I'm, cool. I'm allowing myself to feel this way. My this is a choice that I'm making. Yes. <laughs> and it's really funny. And I also like kept reminding myself that she's 17, and like mm-hmm. I'm going to school and I'm seeing these 17 year olds. I'm like, yep, that's how you'd act if you were mm-hmm. a pirate. This is definitely how you would process things. And I think that's another one of the problems with adults reviewing YA books is they're like not in touch with how 17 year olds actually act. So when they are (laughs) quote unquote annoying or they say things like that's not realistic. I'm like, no, 100%. I basically heard a kid say that the other day. Completely. Like, do you know the do you know what they're talking about these days my guy come on my dude so, it very much felt like she was 17 had a rough childhood and was trying to figure out she's still trying to figure stuff out and she has this crush on this boy and she's like um no no <laughs> the other thing that i didn't mention i think you put this in your notes too I really appreciated that Trisha Levenseller said, I'm going to make her the daughter of this ruthless, violent yes. Yes, yes, pirate yes. king who has like hand molded her into his perfect secret weapon. And she is. Like, she you you don't just get told like, oh my gosh, he he personally trained me and I'm good at what I do. You see it. Like, Trisha Levenseller is not afraid to be like, hey, Elosa, let's murder this dude. And Elosa's like, cool. And she does it. And no hesitation. And there's, it's not excessive. Like, she shows enough mm-hmm. of her being willing to actually take people out. Where, like, within the first couple chapters, I was like, oh, okay. We're mm-hmm. not just talking about it. And I, I saw one comment and I was thinking this too, like, I feel like it's kind of on par with Selena in Throne of Glass. Like, you get just enough of showing of like, no, they have actually been trained to kill people, both of them, both both Alosa and Selena. Um, and obviously, I'm sure like, as Selena's character develops, and I'm sure if Alosa's character had the time to develop, we'd see it even more. But I mean, if I'm comparing you to Selena, I feel like that's a pretty Which big compliment. Which is super interesting because that was my biggest pet peeve with the first Throne of Glass book independently. Just the first book. I feel like you it got- didn't show enough. You got yeah. told that she was like the greatest assassin of all time and you didn't really see it. And so I, I think feel like I'm what, probably thinking about Crown of Midnight. Yeah. So I think that's why that's I did I mean. love- yeah. That's why I did love this so much is you were 
told that she was ruthless through her actions. And then throughout the rest of the book, when she's thinking about doing ruthless things, you don't doubt that she will follow through. Mm -hmm. Like if she decides that that is the best way to get what she wants, she will do it. So I, and that, I feel like that becomes pretty important to the plot too. So Mm -hmm. anyway, world building. What'd you think, Taryn? I gave it a four out of five. Purely, like, this was my only, like, if I'm going to say I have a complaint or a critique, it did mostly happen on one boat. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, like, it is a pirate story. So, like, of course, it's we're not going to be on land all the time. But it was, it there was pretty much one, one setting for the entire mm-hmm. book. I would have loved to see a couple of other situations for a little bit longer, but... I'm I'm not mad in by any means. I still really enjoyed it and I and it didn't it didn't feel like I was on a boat the whole time. Like she yeah. did a good job of keeping the story interesting where I wasn't like can we please move on from this one place that we've been for a majority of the book. I kept forgetting that we were still in the same spot. Yeah. If and and I I would I would agree with that where like you read the book and you were feeling good and then you're like let's think about the world building. You're like, I really don't actually know too much beyond this one ship. Um, So I gave it, I gave it a four out of five too, just because I I did feel like the world itself was pretty small, especially for being like set on the seas. I feel like it could have been really easy to delve a little bit more into the world building of them, you know, pulling into ports occasionally. And I get why maybe, with relation to the plot, why that would have been difficult to do. Mm-hmm. But I do wish that we'd gotten a little bit more of understanding the interconnectedness of the islands, gotten some more island names, and gotten familiar with them. And even down to like the three main bloodlines of the pirates, I think that I would have liked to have delved a little bit more into the lore of that and the power dynamics there. Which I guess what I'm really saying is I wanted a tiny bit more political intrigue that I didn't <laughs> Chelsea wanted political intrigue? So Who would have thunk? As I'm talking about it, I'm realizing that's what I wanted. But And she does touch on it a little bit. I just would have liked a, a tiny bit more. This is a book that if it had been an additional 200 pages and fleshed out even more I would not have complained like this easily could have been a 500 page book that I would have devoured it being as short as it is is also one of like the draws of Trisha Levenseller I guess so I don't know is what it is I I loved it either way so amen okay (laughs) I agree (laughs) Uh, what's our last thing pacing pacing I think I gave pacing a five. You did. I like you just said, you just said what I was thinking. I have been amazed in the two and a half Church 11 seller books that I've read, how much she fits in to her 300 page stories. Mm-hmm. And it's good. Like it doesn't feel rushed, it do- but uh, and it doesn't feel too slow. It doesn't feel like we're skipping things to keep the storyline going. Like, her goal is not to tell a story about like a six month adventure. Like we got two to three weeks and she tells it 
freaking amazing. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just shocked. I shouldn't be shocked because this is not my second book, but like, I love it. It's so fun. Yeah. I, I gave pacing five stars too. And the pacing to me is Trisha Levenseller's strongest trait. Like she just writes really fast paced, easy to read books and like I th- we've said this multiple times, but I read other than Master of Iron, which just released in I think end of July. The, her first five published works, I read all of them in like less than two weeks because I just fell she in love with all of them, and them. I could not get enough. I I genuinely think that these are going to be some of my go to comfort reads slash get me out of a reading slump because they're just so fun. So easy, pick it up, and next thing you know, you're at the end of the book. So, <laughs> yeah, I I adore it. And Trisha, I want to be your friend, so message me. That's all. We said it last time, but Trisha, if you're listening, Chelsea goes um, to the Orem Barnes and Noble and sees your sister all the time, and I definitely get a text every single time she does. I haven't seen her in a while, so I'm kind of worried that she doesn't work there anymore or something, or maybe oh, no. I'm just missing her. But I still look. I look for Trisha every time I'm there in case she just happens to be there, because I know sometimes she'll just go, like, sign a book off the shelf. So pretty much almost all of my Trisha Levenseller books are signed copies. Just because she has signed it in the store? Yeah, she'll just, like... Be at the store for whatever reason, just like pick a book off the shelf and sign it. And so, what a dream, Chelsea! Yeah. You need to write our book and publish it just so I can walk into a bookstore and be like, "Here's half of whoever wrote this." Here, let's sign it. All right, and Chelsea and, and Chelsea, say, like fancy Perfect. signature and the parentheses and Taryn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, overall. I gave I gave it a four out of five stars. I, it's potentially even higher than that, but I'm I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with four out of five stars overall. I think I put four point five because it's fun, guys. It's just because fun. it's fun. I enjoyed it. The only thing that bumps it down is in the spoiler section. And I would have loved a little bit of more of the world building. Not because it was bad, but because I loved it so much, I wanted to know more. Yes. Yeah. I would say in general, that's my biggest beef with Trisha Levenseller's. I want more. <laughs> I want more! <laughs> yeah. As far as, like, adult content, I would say it's probably, like, a PG, PG-13. It could, it could easily be PG, borderline PG-13, just because, like, it is a pirate book. There is fighting, but like, it is not graphic. Crazy. No, there's no not really all. any. There's like one kind of steamy kiss scene, but pretty much it's pretty much it's clean. After that, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it, there's not any swearing. There's not mm-hmm. any crazy violence. There's not really too much sexual content. So. There's a lot of sexual tension, though. Hey, (laughs) oh. Yep. Anything you want to add? Go read it. And let's all... Oh, uh, this is something that I was thinking during this book and thinking about um, Blade of Secrets. And I don't know if I've already mentioned it. 
I would like to propose that we add a blacksmith to our library. An what? on-site blacksmith. Oh, to our dream library. Duh. To our dream library. Yeah. So people can go commission blades and or take classes and learn and how take to make classes. Yep. Okay. Okay. Twist <laughs> my arm. Twist my arm. I would sign up for like a knife making class so fast. It's fine. It's fine. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Let's we'll add it. it to the list. Okay, friends. Thanks for being here. What's a good piratey themed food to eat? Go eat some fish and chips. (laughs) Your homework is to eat fish and chips. Did you say turkey leg? (laughs) I mean, that works too, I guess. I don't really know what pirates eat. Probably not nearly as good as stuff. Fish and chips is way better option. Everyone go eat fish and chips. (laughs) I'm not a big fish person, so if you would like to just do chicken, that's fine too. I guess. I'm a huge seafood fan. Yeah, Chelsea likes seafood. The only fish and chips I've ever eaten and liked were in Skagway, Alaska. It was fetching good. That's that's fair. Yeah, Don't tell my husband I brought up Skagway, though, because he makes fun of me every time I talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Taryn, you've been to Alaska? Yep. Yep, I know. I know. I know. I know. Okay, Chelsea's really excited to talk about it. Thanks for being here, guys. You're all fantastic and wonderful. Be good, make good choices, be nice people, and we'll see you next week. Chelsea. Cue the alarm. All right. This book kills me, Taryn. It kills me. Rereading it. So I I went through and, like, reread my physical copy and tabbed it, and there's just so many funny quotes and interactions between Alosa and Raiden and I just love them so much it's fine I'm fine I'm fine but this was your first time reading it it was okay what what do you what do you want to talk about first oh thank you for offering um I would like to talk about the very first scene where she freaking murders like three people in like five seconds. Zero and I was hesitation. like, girl, go, go you. Like not supporting this, but also that was one of the moments that I was like, oh, we we mean business. This isn't a not messing around. No. And Draxon? I thought my original thought that it was gonna be like a love triangle between Draxon and Raiden, but then Draxon just ended up being like the worst person ever. And I was like, oh, JK, so, you just uh, <laughs> He's just the worst. But I feel like that scene and that first interaction to Raiden really like sets the tone for their relationship of him stopping her, like shooting her her pistol out of her hand, and her being like that was impressive, but also I hate you. Like, yep. And her like immediate reaction being just like, you could have taken it off my arm. And he's like, only if I'd wanted to. And I was like, we're like, oh, we're gonna okay. we're all just gonna be sass We're just gonna jump right into it. Which I feel like you I feel like Trisha Lovenzeller can write really good sass because I feel like she's probably just a really funny, sassy person in real life. And <laughs> Here's my evidence Welcome for that. Welcome to our Trisha Levenseller friend <laughs> pod. Here's my evidence for that. The dedications to every single one of her books are hilarious. 
read it to us. This one says, For Elisa, my sister, friend, and first reader. And then she has a quote. Let us not, dear friends, forget our dear friends the cuttlefish. Quote attributed to Captain Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. Okay. Okay. She has a... She is a pirate one, or she is another Pirates of the Caribbean one for the second book, mm-hmm. which the sec- the name of the second book definitely is a spoiler, so I'm trying not to say it, but yeah. the dedication, I'm pretty sure, is another, is another Jack Sparrow quote. Yeah. Hold, please. Second book in this series has the, and that was without even a single drop of rum. Yep. Captain Jack Sparrow. Then you have... I think I read Blade of Secrets. Blade of Secrets has another funny quote that says, Fly, you fools, from Gandalf, from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Master of Iron, the one that just came out, that's the sequel to that one. I have found it is the small things, everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keep the darkness at bay, simple acts of kindness and love. Gandalf, from The Hobbit. I love it. Then you have Warrior of the Wild that says, Bring your pretty face to my axe. Gimli, Lord of the Rings. I love it. I love it. Last one. Last one. Um, this one is The Shadows Between Us. It's cool not growing old. I like being the eternal stud. The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> she even like attributes... Season one, episode four. <laughs> I love it. I'm. That's probably Damon, isn't it? Uh-huh. Sure that's a Damon quote. I just, she just is gotta be, she has to be the coolest person, right? She has to. Yeah. Anyway, not important. Back to the actual story and not just me adoring Trisha Levenseller. Okay. I like that she kills people. Um, I love that writing gets smart pretty fast. It's like, why are you here? She's like, because you kidnapped me. And he's like, no, you Mm -hmm. definitely don't have to be here. No, and even down to, like, after their very first conversation, and Draxon walks in, and he's like, oh, what should I know about her? And he goes through and is like, um, based, based off of, like, our conversations, I'm pretty sure that, like, we need to keep close to the shore because her dad's going to look at us out at sea. And he's like, also, she's way smarter than she's letting on. And she's hiding something. And then Alyssa's like, what the heck? How did you know that? And he's like, I didn't. And I was like, you you gave yourself away. (laughs) And then even at the end, when she finds out that like, Ryden figured out pretty early on that she wanted to be there, that she like could have gone away at any time. And she was like, so bugged because she's like, man, I thought, I thought that I was getting away with it. You're like, no, No. when you were going out every single night and searching the ship, do you think I'm stupid? She's like, "Uh, yes. I I did. did." 100% I thought you were stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I loved her swapping that key and hiding all of her, like, weapons and stuff in her books (laughs) and in her clothes and being like, I have two stipulations for coming with you. One, I get to bring my stuff. And they're like, are you kidding me? She's like, no, I want my stuff. Dumb girl. (laughs) Yeah. I want my stuff. And that one time when she's like, I need you to go get this green bodice or whatever it was. And he came back. He's like, no, you're not wearing that. (laughs) Dude, I, I have to find that. I tagged that one, that part, because it was 
so funny. No, is it when she's trying to go out and impress Draxon, when she's trying to get his attention mm-hmm. so that she can seduce him? He's a, I hated him. He was like, so in that gross. moment, I was like, ooh, you're not just a jerk. You're kind of a terrible person. A bad person. And it was like, it was such an interesting scene to read because part of me was like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. But also reading it was almost entertaining because you have like the dialogue of what she's saying and also her internal monologue of like, yuck, 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 yuck. Like, <laughs> I, it's just so. It's just so, it was kind of just entertaining to see that I dynamic. also loved Raiden knowing that there was going to be a problem and showing up at the door and he's like, did you kill him? <laughs> That's his first, first question. Was like, Please tell me you didn't kill him. And she's like, no, but he is knocked out. But he is unconscious and it's fine. Yeah. Don't ask questions. Also, if I was going to have one beef, if I was going to have one beef with this, I don't feel like we it ever adequately explained why Raiden could tell the difference between her siren form and her human form. Like I was when, wondering if that's going to come up in the next book. I just, I wish that it had kind of addressed it more. Because that was interesting that he could tell the difference. And she's like, what the crap? You shouldn't be able to tell the difference. Was it just because he was in love with her and maybe if because he was in love with her, he, it allowed him to see the difference? Or, I don't know. I have no idea. Because it, it happens like pretty early on too. Like, I don't know. It, it's pretty hard. Um, remember the first time she sang him to sleep and he yes. woke up the next day and she had undressed him and he's like, what happened? <laughs> she's like, you don't remember? You don't remember? <laughs> he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> he's like why don't you remind me and i was like oh my like, gosh whoa, the sexual guys, tension like, you guys are gross oh uh, i just freaking adore them and it's fine also the first time that he like kisses her where she's like intentionally annoying him because she's like ruined his entire room after he locks her in there and he's like stop doing that and she's like doing what and he, she's like He's like, you are a woman. I need you to act like it. You should not be saying terrible things. And she's like, I'm not a woman. I'm a pirate. Back the heck off. And they're like arguing. And they're like all up in each other's businesses. And then all of a sudden he's kissing her. And her thought is she's like, what the? I misread where this was going. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just freaking, I just love them so much. Also... I know that it kind of gets into this in the second one, but I wanted to see her on her own ship with her like mostly female pirate crew because I feel like they're just they're just so cool. They're just so cool. And there's some pretty like gross misogynistic men on this ship. Not all of them. Like Enwin and Kieran, love them. Um, but even Kieran's like just a drunk, pretty much gentlemanly drunk but a drunk but like when she escapes and gets attacked by what's his bucket in the village that that was was like so cringy so cringy and she even i think i think she even says on point she's like it was very obvious that he had done this Mm -hmm. so many times like he knew exactly what he he was was not expecting her to fight back because he 
had gotten away with it. Uh-huh. I was like, ew, ew, ew. Hate it. And like hate it. Hate Ryden, it. Ryden letting her kill him because he's like, man, I've been wanting to kill him forever. And so it's super interesting because I feel like that is where most of Raiden's development comes from, is Alosa pushing him to be like, stop just doing whatever your brother tells you and start actually doing what you think is right. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you actually, like, if you thought that, why didn't you do anything? You know? Yep. Like, you've known what a monster he was, and you didn't do anything. And, you know, vice versa, he's like, Alosa, you need to you need to start giving a crap. You can't just, like, why do you care about your dad? One part that also made me very sad, and I feel like it was a very interesting scene, was closer to the end of the book, where she is captured, she's brought on shore, and they make, and What's-His-Bucket makes her show examples of her power, and, like, gives her just enough seawater to be able to do stuff. I love her transition into a siren, and, like, the mental toll that that takes on her I think it's really interesting and I think it's it makes it it makes it make sense why she wouldn't use that power more because I I think it's weird when there's like a like a self-imposed limitation when it's like no you could be doing so many cool things if you just tapped into that but it's it shows her action her real priorities when she's like no I don't want to lose myself to this side of me so I'm only going to use the bare minimum and use it as like a like a it's last like, case it, scenario. Yeah, last resort. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario. Last resort. Worst case scenario. I just combined both yes. of those. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think it's super interesting too because you you kind of see some of her own contempt for her powers, specifically like the seductress that mm-hmm. she hates it. it. Hates it hates doing it where she feels like she's demeaning herself mm-hmm. and I feel like that's so accurate because I think I think sometimes in YA fantasy you get people particular if it's a female main character like using their body to get what they want and they're like it's just another tool but also there are repercussions to that you know and so I thought it was I liked seeing that there were mental and emotional repercussions to her doing that where she's like I feel gross when I do that. And it's not even because she's manipulating other people. She's like, I don't like it. And anyway, I I really, really liked it. And that whole sequence of events of Vorden trying to figure out her powers was, I think, a really great way to show the readers and explain and solidify some of her powers to them in a show-don't-tell way. Mm-hmm. Also, that plot twist that Theris, when you thought he was just the spy, and then that actually- was that was crazy, and that was that was like impressive on his part mm-hmm. to be able to keep your identity so under like under wraps so hidden. People yeah, don't that, know like, who you are. You literally infiltrated another pirate ship and they had no idea that you were a pirate lord. Like, that was probably the only plot twist of the story that I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's very interesting. And I think it's super interesting too because right before that plot twist is revealed, because it comes from her dad, and when he first mm-hmm. steps onto the ship, it even says, like, you don't have to know who he is to know who he is. She's yes. Like, 
the way he carries himself physically, emotionally, like, like, there's no way to mistake him for somebody else. Like, you know, that is the Pirate King. Whether you have met him before or not, you know who he is. And then to have that immediately lead into, that was not Vorden. This is Vorden. It was, I just thought it was so, so well done. And them using Raiden to manipulate her was such a good way. Because I feel like we kind of see her development and feelings towards him. But there is so much back and forth betrayal between the two of them. This is kind of like, you had to put them in a situation where there there was like a breaking point almost of you have to decide where your allegiances lie. And when push comes to shove, she couldn't kill Draxon. She was gonna like reveal her deepest secrets to these crazy lunatics to keep him alive. Like it was, it was just very well developed and I liked it a lot. I just really enjoyed it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I liked her sneaking out at night. I loved that scene of her like, yeah, being hanging there from what was she hanging from? I can't she remember. She had the manacles and then they just yeah. tied her up to a rope. Yeah, and so she was hanging there for a while and for him to like to see his reaction afterwards of feeling so bad. Where he oh, thought just, she was gonna cave. Yeah. And it's like doubly powerful when you and she even kind of acknowledges like that she's almost choosing to go through it in order to keep up this illusion because she could have freed herself, you know? Yeah. And she makes that very obvious from like the first time when she yanks on it and breaks the guy's leg to like her climbing up it and being in the rafters. She's like, no, I'm gonna hang here to prove to you that I like like she it was such a power move to me. Like, such a power move that she, like, did all those two things and then was like, okay, now I'll go through on your punishment. No big deal to me because I've been through way worse. Like. Yeah. And I feel like that was probably a big revelation for Raiden, too, when she's like, I can't remember if this is the moment where she says it, but she makes comments like, oh, I've been through, like, you think that this is going to break me? You Mm -hmm. saw the scars on my body. You, like, can assume some of the things that I've had to deal with as the chosen heir of the pirate king like you think that me hanging from there's gonna be a bit tough Psh. yeah Psh. you're you don't know who you're you, dealing you're crazy with. yeah but getting to know her crew though i think is the one way that you really start to see her more compassionate side because she's been through so much and even at the end of the book like when when the pirate king comes and like captures the ship and she pulls off Draxon and Raiden, Kieran and Enwin, and that's it, pretty much. And she's like in a couple of the younger ones. But she she's still, even by the end of it, is pretty ruthless. Like mm-hmm. they can they can be put to death. Not gonna blink an eye. Like Yep. Um, but you do see her kind of start start to see a little bit more of her compassionate side and like, okay, it's I'm gonna save some of these younger men. I'll let them off at some random island and my dad doesn't need to know and despite Draxon deserving to die I'm going to save him because he means so much to Raiden and then you see her crew and how much she loves her crew and her crew loves her like it's just it's just so good and I think Elosa manages to be a very complex but also straightforward character at the same time if that makes sense mm-hmm. Uh, well, is there anything else that you wanted to discuss other than just saying we loved it 15 more times? 
15 billion more times. Um, I don't think so. I think we've covered pretty much all of it. What do you think? Uh, the maps are very interesting. I'm excited to find out the end of that story in the second book. Because the whole point of this first book was finding their map. Their map. And they now have two of the three pieces. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you to read the second one. So that's Well, all. I'll finish it in the next few days. Okay. Well, text me when you do. I will. Uh, Chelsea, as always, it has been a pleasure. This is such a fun read. I'm really, I, I really do want to own all of Trisha Levenseller. I just told my cousin, she's 14. I was like, anything by Trisha Levenseller, read it. I haven't even read all of it yet, but you should read it. You should read it. They're all good. And I love being able to suggest an author, like all of an author's works. Yes. That she's because, just consistent. Yeah, she's so consistent. We're like... I can, I would recommend her works to like pretty much anyone. And I have no doubts that it's going to be, obviously I've read them all, but like even regardless, they're going to be clean. They're going to be fast paced. They're going to be fun. There's going to be witty banter. There's going to be amazing pacing. Like she just, she's, Trisha Levenson is just so good at what she does. So I'll, I'll stop ranting and raving about her for now. But Deal. Anyway. Hey, friends. Thanks for being here. If you're not already following us at Checked Out and Overdue, you should. We try to be funny. Yeah, um, we do. You can leave us, uh, you can comment, leave us a review, subscribe, rate, review, download our episodes, all the things. Recommend us to friends. If you are friends with Trish and Love and Seller, tell her to give us a call. Chelsea will cry. I, w- I would 100% cry. I would, I, there's not many people that I think I would just like have, I would be speechless. I would be speechless. I would just sit there and cry. Like if she called me and she's like, hey, Chelsea, this is Trisha Levenseller. I feel like it'd be that scene in New Girl when Nick and Jess meet Prince and they just like don't say anything. <laughs> they just like, scream. Oh, sorry, I forgot to freak out. You can freak out now. And Nick just stands there and he goes like, (laughs) That's how I feel like. He hits this high note that I've never been able to hit. Like, I can't get the tone. It's beautiful. I love it. It's so good. I I feel that scream all the time, but I can't. That would be me if Trisha Levenseller talked to me ever. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to make that happen and I'll record it. Okay, perfect. Hey, <laughs> friends, have a fantastic week, and we will see you next week with Pride and Premeditation by Terza Price. I'm really excited. I just finished it, and I have thoughts. Good it's ones. gonna be a good one. So tune in next week, and thank you guys. Have a wonderful, a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Bye.